everybody. Welcome to the In and After Show. Whoa, I got to sit up straight. I looked really short there for a second and I was upset. <laughs> Welcome to the In and After Show. Uh, we are going to be talking about, if you got a chance to look at the thumbnail today, Godzilla Minus One, the new um, Japan produced Godzilla film. Um, it just had its limited run in theaters. We'll see if Toho chooses to expand it, but it's done pretty well for itself there. So we're going to be talking about that movie, what we thought, um, just how it has differed from, I especially want to pick Jackie's brain because she saw the original Godzilla not that long ago. And there are some similarities between this one and the uh, OG Godzilla. So we're going to be diving into that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about spoilers, JJK, the latest episode. Um, we have some big feelings, big, big <laughs> feelings about the most recent development there. Um, I know you guys have heard us uh bitch can i just say that about jjk we did it quite a lot uh last week mostly about the production side of things but we're going to be looking back at the narrative now and um some of the choices that have been made for that but before we get started i'd like to remind everyone to please subscribe to this channel we are on youtube and x slash twitter and as facebook and um that's it for right now hopefully maybe blue sky eventually if they start supporting video streaming we might be there um we're here at 6 p.m civic 9 p.m eastern on tuesdays and usually i'm able to get the audio version up which you can listen to on all your favorite streaming uh audio streaming services spotify apple music um stitcher any of those places on wednesdays so mm. bring us along in your car on your road trip you know you can you can back you can binge listen to us if you want to uh oh, yes. especially yeah. if you want to hear me uh rant about all things godzilla for as long as these two will let me because oh boy james loves kaiju so. i'm excited to talk to you all about this yes I, yeah uh before we get other stuff to do though first. yeah we do we have two news things i want to talk about both coming out of netflix i thought these were trailers that we'd want to share with our audience there's been uh in development live action Yu Yu Hakusho. So we've got a, we've got a trailer to show that again, want to pick Jackie and James's brain on that. Cause I'm not um, well-versed in Yu Yu Hakusho, but I know it's a big series, big property, you know, um, same creators, Hunter Hunter. So we're going to watch that. And we've also got a CG animated trailer for a Gundam miniseries that's coming to mm -hmm. Netflix soon. So I think first we'll Can do. Can I just say real quick, it is a little ridiculous how good Netflix's anime game has been on, over the past like year, year and a half. That's I true, mean, yeah. Cyberpunk, Scott Pilgrim, Pluto, Yu Yu Hakusho live action, One Piece live action. Yeah, they've but, really upped their game for a while. Uh, Netflix anime was sort of known for being just like drop it and forget it kind of not very interesting stuff. Like we, yeah. this week at Anime Column over at Anime News Network would often cover it and it was just sort of this kind of mindless, eh. but uh, they've been, yeah, definitely a lot more quality stuff coming out of Netflix over there for their original anime programming. Is it enough to make up for Cowboy Bebop live action? Never, 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 never. I tried Netflix, but unfortunately <laughs> your crimes are just too great, but maybe after another uh, five or six years, we'll. Yeah, maybe we'll just all collectively forget and forgive by then. It is the season. 
to forgive. No one will so. ever forgive what they did to Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> That's true. That is tattooed on my body. I'm literally wearing the shirt. Yeah. Right I'm like, that is not okay. Oh, you know for what? a second, I thought you were going to say you know that what? no one will ever forgive what they did to Cowboy Bebop is what's tattooed on your body. Oh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like, forgive. on my chest. Yeah. I was thinking about getting it on my forehead. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it later. I'm trying yeah. to save it until we start talking about the live action. Yeah. I... Watching that, um, watching the Yu Yu Hakusho trailer, I literally a lot of things came up for me about Cowboy Bebop. It was very traumatic. It was very. Oh traumatic. really? Well, very we're we're gonna show it. it. I liked what I saw, but it was very triggering to see it because it just made me think about <laughs> how they Bebop. fuck it up. How they fuck it. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> let's uh, let's watch it because I haven't watched it yet. And James, uh, I don't know if you've gotten a chance oh, to watch the trailer yeah. yet. So, but I'd be happy to watch it again. Let's watch it again. Now, uh, I'm also not, I mean, I was big into Yu Hawker show back in the, um, whoa. Uh, yeah, this days. was, this was dark. Like I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I knew a guy, I thought he got hit by a car. Although that, he, they turned baby into a hot dude. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Everyone's kind of hot. Yeah. Which I, I was wondering what they were going to do. Cause I mean, the original show had like a, that, that nineties <laughs> Yeah, it was the 90s. Do you remember him, Lindsay? He was a little yeah. for, for me, Yu Yu Hakusho, I watched it on Adult Swim every once in a while. And I yeah. think I got pretty, like, through maybe 50 episodes. But mm -hmm. I'm not, like, I think what I saw was great. But it's, like, one of those where I'm, like, God, I have to finish it more. I remember that old lady. She's a baddie. Yeah. We got the spirit gun. Like, mm -hmm. I was very nostalgic. Like, I was getting emotional watching it because it was yeah. reminding me of when I was a kid and watching Adult mm -hmm. Swim, you know? Yeah. And then seeing these guys, I was like... They look, right. I think they look good. So Most I, of the wigs look the okay. Costumes look, mm, my, no. That was my biggest issue. Um, what's his name? Uh, is it Kurama? That's Kurama, Kurama yeah. Kurama's wig hair. is the one that's not doing it for Not me. quite doing it. Really? Um, I didn't mind it. I don't know what it is. It's, it just looks... It might be a little... Need to be thinned a little bit. I think, I think so. just maybe the way With it's Kurama? sitting. Yeah, Kurama? it might just... Yeah, really? just Kurama's wig. Yeah. I'm a little picky about Kurama's wig, I guess. And some of the scenes where it almost looks like they were placing it with CG or something, mm -hmm. it looks yeah, a little I, better. I thought the CG was a little rough at points. I would agree with that too. Yeah, but I was gonna say the the character with blue hair. I thought her wig was fine. You know, is that, the, um, earlier. Yeah, I think. But the, I'm I, sorry, I can't get over the hot baby man at this point. Yeah, the baby <laughs> is hot. A hot I, think, I think baby was like a regular aged guy at some point in the show, right? Like yeah, he, he transformed. Like he baby the baby was a form. Am I wrong, yeah. James? Oh, okay. I can totally make this. Oh no, yeah, I can I can remember him being at least person like adult height, you know. Yeah, so I, I guess I, I was just shocked. Phases, but I think I was just shocked that they um because he was a baby, you know, when they first met and stuff. So the fact that they made him like the adult version, I was like, oh, okay, they made baby adult version. Um Okay, so uh, Cosima's wig, I thought, if, I don't think that's a wig. I think that's his haircut. I thought, really? Like, I'm a, I don't know. But Cosima, I mean, Ka not Karama. Karama had the red hair. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. yeah they sound similar. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Yeah, Karama's wig things. could use improvements. But I was excited to see, it's Hey, right? It's the black hair guy. Yeah. He, yeah. I was excited yeah. to see, I was, I was excited to see all four of them. I just yeah. like to see them in live action form was really cool. So, okay. I, this is, th these are my thoughts. Um, so with One Piece, 
they brought the world to life. They brought the characters to life and they hit the story points in such a great way. And the pacing was wonderful. And that's why I thought the one piece live action was incredible. I thought it was super solid. Is the one piece live action, the best thing I've ever seen? No, but it was fun. It was yeah. super fun. I would not be like, that was the typical live action um, anime adaptation. Mm -hmm. Like it was more than watchable like it was fun and i was looking forward to like watching the next episodes you know and yeah, I, I know a lot of non like my wife for instance not interested in the manga um has tried the anime uh, did not really get her attention she loved the show that um, makes me so she, she watched the whole thing with me and she's been excited for season two so yeah. i think there's, it was i think it was for as crazy as one piece is and and for as much of the one pieceness that it preserves in its tone and, and style. Um, I think it's very accessible for, you know, non-anime fans. This this one seems a lot more now. Granted, I mean, you Haku show as a premise is I think a lot easier to swallow for for most even like non-anime fans. It's you know people that fight monsters with magic powers. Um, it sure, doesn't yeah. have like a wacky cartoon setting. So yeah. I think this has a lot of promise. I think it looks pretty pretty good. Yeah. So these are these are my thoughts on this one. So, um, so let's talk about how Cowboy Bebop failed, right? Sure. Cowboy Bebop, um, I thought the world looked um, looked amazing. Like, am I yeah. wrong? When you're watching Cowboy Bebop, like I love the ship. I kind I love the space. Like, I, I loved visually what they had done with the world. They had brought the world to life, which was so hard, right? Yeah. But I thought that there were some issues with character choices, right? Uh, yeah. At least for me personally. And, vicious um, especially, yeah. Yes. <laughs> vicious especially. But yeah. I hate to hate on that guy because it's like, it wasn't his fault. And that's no, it's not the actor's fault, guys. It's, it's uh, it, it was not well written because, and I said this on, I did my own like trailer reaction to this. Basically, when I feel like you can overlook a casting sometimes if the story is written well enough and like, you're you're you just get caught up in the story right then you're yeah. like oh maybe that wasn't the person i envisioned for this but the story is so good you just look past it right sure. so like what it's going to come down to with yu yu haka show is if they hit the story points well and the pacing is good because that's what one piece did right and that's mm -hmm. what cowboy bebop did wrong was that the pacing wasn't good and it did not hit the story points well right yeah so i like Which is wild I because you'd think that with bebop being such an episodic fairly short very western influenced story yeah. you think that that would have been exponentially easier to adapt than freaking one piece one piece and yet, yeah i think I, jackie like you were saying um it really all comes down to how careful you are with you know as, with a show like yu yu haka show that it has you know a very long and winding story arc right not as long as like one piece but still pretty lengthy um you you have to be careful with how much of that, you know, expansive uh, manga chapter by chapter spirit do you try to preserve? Uh, and how much do you go from more like unique to TV adaptation? Because I think One Piece showed that, I mean, they they somehow managed to cram a hundred chapters worth of manga into eight episodes and it mostly worked. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think if Yu Yu Hakusho can do that, uh, I'm willing to overlook any kind of wonky effects or crappy wigs that they've got. Yeah. Because the base story is so good. Like Yusuke yeah. and all them, they're, they're good characters. Yeah. I think for me, it's like watching this trailer, 
I liked I liked the character. I know some people weren't loving the casting. Like mm -hmm. I saw the comments on the internet about it, and I was like, I thought they look great. I liked yeah. I liked the villains. I liked I liked the baby. I liked Botan. I liked everybody I saw. I love the old lady they showed. Uh, I think it's Genkai, and like I, I was like loving everything. So for me, the casting's there. I thought it looked like the world. It looked beautiful. It looked like cool. It looked anime esque, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so. To me, the those ingredients are there, and it, it now we got to actually watch it though and see like how what they do with the story. So I'm hopeful yeah. because of what we saw. Like all, I think all all three of us are saying this. Where we it, it can be done. We we saw it done with One Piece. The question is, are they going to be able to do it with this one? So we'll see. Yeah. Nick brought up a good point that this is a movie as opposed to a series, though, as well. And so sure. they're gonna they're gonna be trying to cover the Spirit Detective saga in a single movie, which. In the anime, that was about 25 episodes. So we yeah, have to heavily streamline it. I think it's doable. Right? I, I feel, I, I, I'm, I know I'm in the minority for this one. I think that um, Alita, Battle Angel, mm -hmm. did a pretty good job of condensing a, a fairly lengthy amount of the original manga into its runtime. Yeah. Um, so again, I really I think disagree with that. that <laughs> oh, no. not, not perfect. Not but, perfect, but it's pretty but, solid. Yeah. 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 I, you get, I think you get the, the key beats to make the story work. Um, yeah. And I think Yu Yu Hakusho can do it. It's very yeah, because Yu Yu Hakusho, they, I think that, um, I don't want to piss off any of the fans here, but when I remember watching it on Adult Swim when I was younger, there was a lot of filler. Like, okay. I remember being like, you know, but then when it got to the good points, you were like, this is fire this is a good, yeah. good anime but like i do but and we saw that they did that with the one piece uh live action like they were able to just tick the great story points and put it together nicely so i think that's what it's going to come down to in the end um yeah i'm a fan yeah. i'm excited <laughs> so i also i haven't watched the trailer for this um uh, gundam series that we're about to okay it looks like jackie already watched that one as well so i did james did you watch it i did Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm the only I'm the only one odd one out on this. Someone didn't do their homework, even though they assigned the homework. I wanted to have honest reactions for you guys. So this is for Gundam Requiem for Vengeance, and this is a it's going to be a six 30 minute episodes that'll stream on Netflix. Um, I don't think there's a release window for it yet. Unlike Yu Yu Hakusho, that's coming in like a, under two weeks. It's December fourteenth. So. Yeah. So we'll be able to, to watch that. Yeah, all this is coming soon, I think. Yeah. So um, this is a CGI. So it's not like a true live action. Um, so let's... It's not uh, made in Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. Guys, yeah. I just dropped my cookie and my tea. Well, they kind of go together, don't they? Is it like no, is, it a is it a black tea? There's no like retrieving it because this is like a giant <laughs> oh, mug. God, you would have to literally fish. You just it. have to know, drink like, the tea, and it's like a little dropped... present inside. I know, and then I thought it might have some buoyancy, and it just sank. It's like <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, moving on. Let's moving watch on. Let's watch this trailer. I'm still not sure what I think of using um, game engines. Mm. as like the, the primary method of uh, of animation i'm not like against it on principle but the um examples i've seen maybe it's just because I, I play too many games but it's almost like i i look at it and it feels like a game trailer yeah know? yeah i can um, see that james i'm so happy you brought that up because that's how i felt i watched it and it, it looks amazing and it's super cool yeah but it was just kind of like 
I don't, I don't want to say making me take it less seriously, but it was just. It looks like, like something you see at the Game Awards. It'd be like, yeah, I was just, yeah, it was cool. But then I was like, I don't know. It's just funny you said that because I had the same thoughts, and I can't really give a good rationale for why it alarmed me or, or brought that feel, same feeling up. So but, yeah. this is this takes place during the One Year War, which mm. I think is I saw some people online talking mm. about how that's kind of been heavily mined. For oh yeah yeah at this point like <laughs> yes. like there's been a ton of like given how big the like the UC timeline and everything is this one in particular has been heavily yeah this looks like a video game um heavily yeah, I mean it's I think it has less to do with using the engine although I don't know the capabilities of the engine and yeah. with just the the way that they apply things like lighting and the camera work yeah um, it just doesn't there's something about it that doesn't feel feel film like yeah um, like it's there's too much like uh too much depth to the image too much crispness i don't know like it feels um uh almost like a like an fmv from yeah um even like the old like square games where it's like there's i don't know there's some kind of disconnect with the way that they're filming it you know air quotes with filming yeah um Again, I don't think it looks bad. I, I, yeah. I don't. Does it I also don't. take place during the uh, the Zeon side too? Like, yeah, but I mean, Satan are the villains? Yeah, Gundam's done that. Um, there's a oh. there's a, a game that I've been playing um, where you play as um, a bunch of uh, cutesy <laughs> girl pilots that are also like Zeon pilots uh, during the the one year war. But uh, yeah, they do that. You know, it's it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm sure they'll they'll learn the the horrors of war and that the Zeon are bad and they'll defect or something. You know, what this also reminds me of is those like uh, CG direct to streaming Resident Evil films yes. too. It just kind of exactly looks like that. Right. It's just missing a yeah. I think saying it it doesn't quite look like a movie. It's missing some some sort of quality to it. Uh, I just funny you both say that because like I could not put my finger on it. Like I was like, looks cool sounds cool mecca war like it's yeah. like if i saw that like james said at a game awards like i'd be like i want to play this game it was just yeah. something about like yeah watching, like do i have to watch this for you know what it, how long is each episode i don't know you know what i mean like yeah. so 30 I, I, minutes six episodes so that's yeah hours. i was just kind of like i don't know it, and i i can't give a good explanation as to why because it does look good it's just like for some reason it just looks so video gamey that it was yeah. just like I don't know. Yeah, it just, it's just it's weird because a lot of animation we see, like I think Arcane. What was the one that came out recently? Blue Eye Samurai. Oh, okay. Like, that's not quite. It's that's CG ish too. But for some reason, like this one, like James said, maybe it's like the angles or something. I don't know what it Everything's, is. Everything was very round. Was part maybe. of it like the character designs that everyone was very round. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like I didn't. It seem it might have been intentional, but it didn't have sort of the gritty sort of cg hyper yeah, there's, there's, stuff going yeah. on either yeah, something yeah. was missing i just can't put yeah. my finger on it yeah i'm not saying it, it could be cool it's just like the animation just something i had a disconnect for some reason sure. yeah yeah well that's it that we had for for news this week i think we'll we're going to talk about godzilla minus one and then we'll do jjk afterwards um okay so godzilla minus I, one i'm okay with that yeah <laughs> uh just like a, a couple of facts straight off the top. Um, it's earned 11 million. It's opening weekend in the United States and is currently vying to be a uh, biggest uh, foreign film in, in U S 
box office earnings this year. And But what actually shocked me about that more, it's like it's Godzilla, okay, I can understand that. What shocked me about that more is that it's only barely edging ahead of Demon Slayer Swordsmith Village arc, that like three episode thing that they did in theaters when that, that arc Oh, started. right, okay. That's, yeah. that's the current highest foreign film earner in the United really? States. Yeah, Godzilla is just about to pull ahead and that opened in March. So it's held that spot almost the entire year. And then Godzilla's coming in at the tail end here to unseat it. But I will say that uh, based on, and granted, I mean, I follow a lot of Kaiju fans on Twitter. So, you know, social media circles are biased. But um, (laughs) I feel like the word of mouth on this thing is ridiculously strong. Yeah. Um, I've I've just seen, I've seen so many posts of people, you know, going in being like, I was just expecting some like dumb fun Godzilla. And this is one of the, like, uh, I've seen a bunch of critics saying, this is one of the best movies of the year. Like not best monster movie, not best foreign. Like this is one of the year's best movies in a year where we had Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, like this movie, I think, and I agree. Like I think people going into this, especially people that maybe aren't used to seeing Godzilla movies made in Japan in theaters, yeah, are gonna go and tell their friends and tell their family, like, yo, like you need to see this on the big screen. Like this movie deserves to be seen on the big screen because it really does leave an impression. Yeah, it is airing uh, subtitled, and so that kind of watching it reminded me back to when Parasite won Best Picture. Yeah, and the director yes. there is like, if you can get over the the three inch barrier of subtitles, you can open up your whole you know your whole viewing world to mm-hmm. to a much broader, um, just a, a broader film experience. And this is another case of that. Like, as long as you don't mind subtitles. This is a fantastic, fantastic movie. Um, and I hadn't seen, I'd seen my God. Okay, so maybe we can each talk about our Godzilla history. I mean, James is a big kaiju fan. So he's one of our, our I'm going to have questions for him, especially about like comparing the themes of this film to your Godzilla work, right? Yeah. But my Godzilla history is pretty limited. Like I've seen some of the original from the 1950s. Um, and maybe like bits and pieces of like Mecha Godzilla and Godzilla, you know, versus Mothra kind of stuff. But I think the first full Godzilla film I re- really remember watching was the Gareth Edwards one, which I like actually quite a bit when I went and saw that one. Great um, movie. It's a great movie. Um, but I didn't see King of Monsters or I haven't really seen any of the American follow ups since then. And then I saw that one. So my Godzilla, so my Godzilla, uh, like, Film experience is pr- is pretty limited and very selective, I guess. At this point, Jackie, like, did we? Did you grow up watching? Okay, let me spill the tea. No, okay, Not dramatic at all. Um, so I'm half Chinese, and um, Godzilla is not only a, a giant staple for um, like obviously Japan, but like it's pretty well known in China. And so when I had gone over to China when I was very very young, um, my mom's relatives bought a bunch of gifts for Ian and I and they actually gifted him Ultraman and Godzilla and they were two of Ian's favorite toys and I obviously me was pissed because like I don't even remember I think they gave me like strawberry shortcake or something I I was like this is bullshit so I actually think I have the Ultraman somewhere back here the Godzilla uh I think my little sister cut off its foot and my anyway so i had like i think that like we might have watched some stuff like 
cartoons, like really old stuff, right? Yeah. And then I kind of like, we never really addressed it again. Like I knew it was like Kaiju and I remember it being a part of my youth. Yeah. Um, but then like, I never watched any of the movies after mm -hmm. that. But like my mom was like, oh, Godzilla is huge. You know what I mean? Like she talked to us about it. So then um, Lindsay gave me an assignment when I was in New York, I think it was New York City Comic Con, and mm -hmm. it was for the Godzilla Minus One like prep party, like they were all excited about it. And I got to see the trailer for this one that just came out. And I was like, kind of like what we were chatting about earlier. Like I was like, okay, let's see how good this is. You know what I mean? Like, is this like gonna be a full blown like Hollywood Michael Bay budgeted kind of movie? I don't think so. And like, how is that going to, how is it going to come off? Right. Like, I think mm -hmm. I was like, I just don't know how well it's going to be like visually. I guess I think that was my biggest concern. And then also like all the past Godzilla films, I did not see because like people just say they're not good. Right. Like they're like story-wise, it's not good. So I'm like, I had very, I didn't have big, I don't think I had, James is like, what the, no. <laughs> that is what I'd heard, you know, like the one yeah. that was with the girl who was from Stranger Things, like people were like, it's not that good, whatever, so like, I don't know. What was the kaiju movie that came out? Oh my God, this is going to kill me. Pacific Rim? Yes, Pacific Rim is good. Um, mm -hmm. But I also think Pacific Rim is basically a live action anime adaptation. It's like mecha kaiju and just, you know, everything yeah. awesome. Anyways, I digress. I'm having a Jackie moment here. So, okay, Lindsay assigned me to go to this thing. So I watched that trailer and I was like, I don't know, Godzilla minus one, like cool. Because I think the trailer like leaned a lot more into the action rather than like the story. So I was like, cool, you know? And then I had to watch the first Godzilla and they literally had like a freaking projector. Like it was like how these people watched it back in the 1950s. And um, it was so scary. Yeah. It was so, oh. and not like, and it was like, and I was like, I couldn't imagine someone in the 1950s watching this. And like, there's so much like beautiful history involved with this because it was a commentary on the war and it was a commentary on, on how scared these people felt and how helpless these people felt i'm starting to get like emotional talking about it because yeah. like it like to us we think godzilla and we think oh funny monster movie like and no like this the original movie is like a giant social commentary and it was disturbing because it was yeah. like people like and we see this in the new movie where they're like let's not tell the people about it we don't want public outcry and it's like there is a you know, and it sounds funny, like a giant monster, like even saying it out loud, like it's crazy, but like war is a giant monster. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, and so it's like, it, it was, I thought that um, watching the movie, it was, I, I was like, I can't believe this was a landmark thing for the mm -hmm. 1950s. Like, yeah. I, it's just like, I don't think watching it, I don't think people can understand the magnitude. Also the soundtrack, which the new movie minus one played that song just like they did in the old movie. And it made me like so happy. Like I was just like, I'm so happy they brought that song back. We're going to have to talk about that needle drop. Cause I think all three of us had a very strong reaction to that needle drop. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because that one rap song was super popular when we were younger. Do you remember the one that was like, it went like, we kept on like waiting for that rap song to drop but anyway yeah. so like the movie in the 1950s um kind of had the same issues that i saw in the godzilla minus one but it starts off so strong and it's like this horror story and there's so much like tension and so much like 
scariness with which is silly because it's like big Godzilla but like literally like the first movie had that um and so like I don't know if we want to start talking about the new movie but uh, in just a minute I, I do want James to yeah. kind of talk so me, to us about his history with, with let me Kaneji. yeah then I'll 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 end there but like that was my history was that I saw the 1950s version and I was like blown away like mm -hmm. I thought it was it was really scary and I was expect and uh, obviously like some of the graphics don't play well now like you could literally tell it was like here's Godzilla and it was like you know what I mean because that yeah. was special effects back yeah, then right? yeah it was, it was one shot where he's like well, literally a hand yeah. puppet <laughs> well, like, sometimes the special effects didn't hit but it was more like the idea of it was so creative and even though like the graphics or special effects didn't hold up like decades later I was just like in the 1950s this would have been frightening and it's still an idea and concept that is super scary and we do see it translated in this new film so anyway I'll shut up now okay. thank you Jackie James yeah. when did you get hooked on kaiju because you guys go oh, like that God. Yeah, so my relationship with Godzilla is so interesting because I'm both like a longtime fan and kind of a late bloomer. Mm -hmm. So my first experience with Godzilla, it's it's one of um it's a, a very fond memory I have, even though the movie's not very good. And it was with the um the 1998 Roland Emmerich Godzilla. Okay, with Matthew like Broderick. Matthew Broderick, yeah. Um, not not a very good movie. Um, definitely not a very good Godzilla film. Um, but I saw it at the big drive-in theater that, um, uh, that I used to go to in Washington state all the time with my dad. Um, and that's where I saw all sorts of, uh, some of my favorite movies as a kid. And I, I love the heck out of it because for my whole life, I, if not Godzilla, I've always been a fan of, of tokusatsu, kaiju, giant monsters. I was obsessed with Power Rangers as a kid, like obsessed. Um, and, you know, I fell away from it for a long time when I was a teenager, mostly because I didn't have access to it, right? Um, yeah. A lot of the classic uh, Godzilla films didn't really have um, very easily accessible DVD releases. Um, a lot of them didn't um, even have, like, English releases uh, at the time when I was growing up. And so my exposure to Godzilla was mostly the Roland Emmerich film, the cartoon, general cultural osmosis. Yeah. And then probably about... Oh, I mean, within the last like 10 years, um, at some point, I, I, so I really got back into my, my Super Sentai kick. I watched a lot of those ones and that naturally led me back to kind of the granddaddy of, of, of pretty much all tokusatsu, um, at least on the big screen. And that's Godzilla, right? Like not yeah. the, not the original, but I mean, he is kind of the OG in a lot of ways. And, um, ever since then, I mean, I haven't, I still am powering through, I haven't seen every Godzilla movie, but I've seen a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of the Showa era, a lot of the Heisei era, a lot of the Millennium era, the new ones, obviously. Um, the MonsterVerse films are actually some of my favorite modern blockbusters. I love all of them. Okay. Um, all uh, all of the, the legendary ones that have come out since the Gareth Edwards one. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen each of those movies probably four or five times. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I, I freaking love Godzilla. It probably has become, if not my favorite film franchise, then easily top three mm -hmm. because, um, and this is something I've been talking with, with folks on Twitter about there, there are so many different kinds of movie you can get within the franchise. Um, there, there's been a lot of talk about the recent trailer for Godzilla, um, X Kong that just dropped okay. the other day, yeah. which is the new MonsterVerse one. And that one, unlike Godzilla minus one is going full on Showa era 
monster battle royale camp. I mean, Godzilla yeah. is literally hot pink. Um, <laughs> in this new one, he has hot yeah. pink glowing. Uh, Instead uh, of the blue. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. James, really quickly, like, so I forgot to talk about my history with this. So I did go to the Godzilla Museum in Japan. And honestly, it was one of the coolest fucking things ever. And like, I had yes. a very light attachment to Godzilla, right? Jackie like, ziplined into his mouth. I did. I ziplined into Godzilla's mouth. Oh, that's that First is all, my Lindsay, let me tell you, I do not understand Japanese. I had no idea what I had signed up for. And I'm like, I'm going to the Godzilla Museum. And they started putting all these straps on me. And then we were like going up a giant hill. And I was like looking at Dustin. I was like, going on like <laughs> i almost i was like i don't want to do this i didn't sign up to zip line but then at that point like i didn't know how to communicate like i don't want a zip line anymore you know so i was like we were up there i was literally about to pee my pants and then i was like fuck it like we're here anyway that's i digress but i think like hearing you talk about like the pink godzilla and stuff what was really cool about the godzilla museum is that like this franchise has like really campy weird stuff. All I'm gonna say is Baby Godzilla or the Kid Godzilla. That thing. Ninja. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the worst, the worst thing know ever. What is happening with that thing? But then it also has like these monsters that are like the stuff of nightmares or like the baddest looking things ever. Like mm. hard. Like that thing is fucking cool. Like I don't use the effort often, but you're just like. And that was what's so cool about the franchise is that it's like very campy and strange and weird and then like early godzilla had like googly eyes and it's like you know looks like a clown yeah. it's like weird but then it also has like these super intense like dark this dark too but anyway i just wanted to chime in and say that that was also my introduction yeah godzilla godzilla can do anything godzilla can go to space godzilla can, yeah, he, can. he can he can fight you know he can Put on mecha armor and become mecha Godzilla. He can mm -hmm. fight monsters to protect Japan. He like can... three-headed dragons and yeah. giant moths, and I don't even the 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 enemies of Godzilla are almost like cooler than him, which I don't think people. But I don't. We'll. I don't know if we're ever gonna see. Mothra is amazing. I just think Mothra. Oh, yeah. And you're like, it's a giant moth, but he's so cool for some Did reason. Hear that? What? There's some, some disruption. Is that me? Oh. Or you guys? Um. Oh, is it I don't me? Know. I don't know. Maybe chat. Let me know. Were you guys hearing? Is it that? Godzilla? It was Godzilla. Godzilla. Godzilla yeah. coming, y'all. Okay. Anyway, yeah. but so no, I, just I mean, Mothra, Queen of the Monsters, Ghidorah, one of the all-time great. But I mean, I think Godzilla's Rogues Gallery is probably the the Rogues Gallery. The only thing I think you could maybe argue is Batman, as far as like the all-time great just roster villains. villains. Yeah. And I think Godzilla. I mean, at least in size, he has them beat. But um, uh, <laughs> the fact, I mean, again, this franchise has been going for 70 years. Yeah. And um, a, a lot of that is on just how fun and awesome it is to watch Godzilla beat up a new weirdo every single, you know, every single time. But then, like you were saying, Jackie, we get movies like Minus One where, you know, every now and then we can dial it back to that genuinely. I mean, this this Godzilla, I think I can say, you know, even though there's still a few movies in the catalog that I haven't fully seen yet. This is the scariest Godzilla has been, um, I would say, in 70 years. I think even scarier than Shin Godzilla, if only because it feels the, the emotional component to the human story is so strong that when, you know, when you get to scenes like, um, you know, spoiler, Godzilla destroys a city in Japan. But when you get to, to scenes where Godzilla is destroying, you know, entire cities, 
uh, it's it's honestly horrifying. Like you, you couldn't play it for camp if you wanted to. Um, when the it, Godzilla was chasing them, I was about to pee my pants. Yeah, Godzilla jaws. Let it go. And they're like shooting him. I was like, why am I getting so invested in this? Honestly, you know when it hit me was the opening scene when he's killing all the mechanics, and I was like, why is this horrifying? Like it is a giant lizard monster biting people and throwing them like it's just like it saying that out loud just seems silly but i was literally like this is horrific to watch yeah there's a couple things like i want to talk about about minus zero specifically like first off the scene that jackie's talking about um just to give you guys the very basic framing of the story Lindsay, got- you typed in that counter i did i did and i was gonna- like there's no jackie jing <laughs> pants counter that is Lindsay. you've said it, twice. You've said it never twice. saying it again i know i didn't say it twice um okay so the film takes place at the the final days of and several years post world war ii so that's mm-hmm. already kind of a callback to the original film as far as the the setting right um our main point of view character is koichi shikishima who was a kamikaze pilot who did not kamikaze basically mm-hmm. like he he was supposed to you know final days of the war decided that he was not gonna just go down with his plane and pretend and faked that there was something wrong with it to go to a mechanics outpost on what was called Oda Island and so there's a bunch of mechanics there they're gonna work they think there's something wrong with the plane and then they look at it and they're like there's nothing wrong with your plane um and that's the first time Godzilla shows up. Now, the uh, but most of the film is Koichi struggling from PTSD and survivor's guilt because mm-hmm. he is one of the few remaining. He's the only one of only two who survived the first Godzilla appearance at the mechanics outpost, and then he returns home to Tokyo, which has been firebombed to hell. If you People didn't, you know, go watch Grave of the Fireflies. I was going to say Grave of the Fireflies. You want to kind of, yeah, get some sense of that. Um, So Tokyo is just like completely burned down. Tons of civilians died. His parents died and his house is, you know, I don't know, even know if you'd say it has four walls and a roof. Like it's not like a. a Not to start with. No. Not to start with. It's not even a complete shelter. And throughout the film, he's trying, he's struggling failing to reconcile the fact that he lived that he has any right to live and find happiness and there's this larger theme and this is what i found really interesting about the movie itself because i think it's rather critical of imperial japan's war culture at the time of sacrifice Mm. people talk about this um you know within japanese culture um this expectation of uh basically suicide in Mm -hmm. the event that you don't fulfill your duties or bring shame upon your family and all those other sorts of things and one of those things was not dying for your country during the war you were i mean one of the i was shocked to know that they didn't have ejection seats like that was was insane like i was like honestly like i think this movie the the one of the best scenes is when the doctor is like and what i kind of love about this movie in general is that it's kind of like an f you to the government it is yeah it's like literally these people who got effed over by the government who treated them like 
absolute dog dirt and did not treat them like they were human beings. And that's literally the doctor is talking to all of them. And he was like, we had like tanks that weren't properly made. And like we, we had fighter fighter jets that didn't have ejection seats and they were like, just sending us out there to like kill ourselves, you know what I mean? And do it all for the government and for honor. And it's like, they had no respect for us, no respect for our lives. And it's like, and your own hopes and dreams and your faith, you know, all these men talk about how they have families and you know, why, why do we keep having to leave our families? And oh my gosh, when the guy was like, why do I keep on drawing the short straw? Yeah. Like I was just like, this is the thing I think also we're, we're Americans and we're very young. Right. And we didn't, we weren't present for all this stuff. And it's kind of like, whenever I watch anything, whether it's um, like, what's that one anime that was like going viral and it was showing like the Hiroshima bombing and stuff like that. Is it very again? What, what what did you say, James? Barefoot again? I think so, but it was like it was trending for a while because it's I like they made an anime of the Hiroshima bombing, and it was yeah. Like, I think it was oh, after Oppenheimer. People were were talking about what oh, yeah, yeah, because it's actually pretty old and like it is very old. Like it yeah. was like Astro Boy. Like it had yeah, to be yeah. one of the and it's like we we covered this all up. Like it's like nobody remembers like the horrors of war, and I think that was like why this this kind of like got me in the feels a lot because I was just like, we forgot, like we don't, we didn't forget, but I think we're so lucky that we didn't have to undergo like what these people went through. Like that, that his, the protagonist, his home is like literally gone. His family is killed. And then like, it's like the, his neighbor lost all of her children. This girl runs up to him and she literally is like holding someone's orphan. It's like, can you imagine like that? Like we see this in anime, like fictionally, and this was reality. This was truth. And then when that doctor's giving that speech, it's like they were literally just like sending out like hundreds of thousands of people to just die. You know, like mm-hmm. it, I, it just like I, I know that we learn about this in history and stuff like that. But I think it was like we forget, you know, and yeah. so that movie is super powerful because you're like it just brings back the reality of all this for them. And then it's also like for, you know, we're Americans, right? So we came out on the the positive side of, if you can call it the positive side, you know, but it's like for them, it was like super generationally traumatic. And then I don't think people, it doesn't matter where you're from. Human beings don't like to talk about trauma. And the fact that this like protagonist was like so vulnerable so often, I think was, and I don't, I don't see that. That was really moving. I, I thought uh, the the actor, his name's uh, Rinosuke Kamiki, mm-hmm. was just amazing throughout the entire film. He did a really great job kind of really showing how the horrors of what he saw and his guilt affected him and like... Suicidal, uh, uh, filled with shame, yeah. self-hatred self-hatred to the point that he was pushing away the one person who was trying to have a connection with him. I forgot the name of the, the woman. Um, Noriko was But like character. literally his friends are like, why aren't you married? And yeah. why, isn't this, why haven't you started a family? And he hates himself so much because he feels like he should have died in the war. He feels like he killed all, he feels like he killed all those guys, even though yeah. he was Godzilla, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a big old monster. Yeah. So what's he doing? He's like causing pain for the woman who he loves and the child in his life because he's yeah. keeping them at an arm's length. And it, it like, honestly, like huge commentary on generational, intergenerational trauma, right? Yeah. Like 
this, this, and I, I just like, I was surprised because I think that like, I've just haven't seen this much vulnerability like in a movie in a long time. Like, yeah. no offense, James, especially when it comes to guys, like guys don't talk about this stuff. So when he was like admitting to this woman, not all guys, sorry, I'm, I'm generalizing obviously, but like, I mean, a lot, a lot of guys. Yeah. I don't think we see <laughs> do that a lot better. Movies. Like I was shocked. He confessed to her that he's like, having like you know he's like i hate myself and i don't want to be here and i why am i cheating it was like a really some of those conversations like i was like damn one of the comments i've been seeing a lot that i think really speaks to what makes this movie so worth watching and what what i think is going to make it um even i think for people that aren't into kaiju movies make it something that could be really effective is that um unlike i would say most of the even godzilla franchise if you took out Godzilla and just replaced it with a, a more general disaster, or even if you took out the disaster angle and just kept the emotional arcs of the characters, it would still be a, a, an incredibly satisfying, interesting, compelling movie, right? Mm -hmm. If it was just about Koichi coming home from the war, struggling with his guilt, trying to figure out whether or not he even thinks he deserves to live, trying to balance like the guilt that was sort of inflicted upon him because of that, that kind of nat nationalistic culture of obedience versus, you know, the, the camaraderie he has for the people in his life. All of those things work entirely on their own merits, even if there isn't a, a giant nuclear breath breathing monster that's destroying the country, yeah. you know, in, in, in um, the other half of the film. Yeah. And that's not something, even for some of my favorite Godzilla movies, that's not really something you could say. Where, you know, if you took out Godzilla, everything else would still work pretty much perfectly well. And I, I think, think this is maybe the one that does it. I think, like, what has been different about my past interactions with Godzilla in this movie... Mine, okay, so like I said, before I watched the original Godzilla movie, I literally was just like, this is a guy who just like comes out of the water and stomps on like toy buildings, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I watched the one from the 1950s, like it was like, we're saying about this one, it was like horrific and sad. And it was like these people trying to coming together to do anything to like stop this, stop this thing, you know? And um, I guess I just like, it was... I was like, how is this new movie going to like successfully like encapsulate that? Cause it was kind of like, it was done. You know what I mean? Like the 1950s did like, and I understand it's a remake, but it was just like, how are they going to do that? Well, you know, and I was really impressed and yeah. I think it was mainly because of the vulnerability and I was shocked. Cause you know, we hear about, you know, Japanese culture and it being like very guarded, right? Like whoever made this movie was like, we're going to tell the government it sucks. Uh, we're going to say war sucks. We're going to have people be really emotionally vulnerable. It, it was like the ZOM 100 of, of It did feel kind of like maybe you know? it was supposed to be a fresh take for like a newer generation where yeah. they're saying, you know, hey, you know, we might frame our history in this war a certain way, but I just want you to know like the government treated your ancestors like disposable pieces of crap, didn't tell them what was going on, and the what will bring greatness to Japan is co the community of the people, not the military might or the government necessarily, but a community coming together and deciding to protect itself in this way. And that's kind of, cause that's when they have the big, like, okay, we got to come up with a plan to get rid of Godzilla thing. They are veterans, but 
they they very much frame it like this is not a military exercise this is not a government mandated thing you don't have to be here you can go home if you don't even want to participate that's fine we only want you to participate if you want to and i thought it was interesting that and james i want to pick your brain on this part specifically because i haven't seen enough films to know how original this point was they use non it's not non-lethal but they don't use um like guns and bombs or any of that to defeat Godzilla for the most part. Like yeah. the original plot is science-based. Yes. Yeah, the original, um, original, yeah. Yeah, the I mean, so like in the original Godzilla, they use the oxygen destroyer. Okay. Um, Which by the then, way, James, when I watched that, like I was like, I'm out. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was like the whole movie was super compelling. And then he was like, when we drop this tablet in the water, everything. And it was literally like this, like, you know, again, a fish turns like into like a skeleton. A skeleton. It's oh, like, okay. it's um, I mean, it was the fifties, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Like <laughs> for yeah. the time, I bet if I, like, if it was the fifties, I'd be like, what? But it was like now, like, you're just like, okay. Like, you know, but um, what? Okay. So there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. One. Oh, wait, one Jackie, my... can you let James finish though? Oh yeah. Sorry. That sorry. I asked him. Yeah. Um, so I, and again, there I haven't seen every single Godzilla movie, but I I cannot think of an example where his defeat is not handled, um, if not by. And the thing with the oxygen destroyer is that that's like a government thing, right? Like okay. it's the government coming together to work for it. It's not a civilian effort, really. Oh, okay. um, I mean, it's civilian scientists, but there there there's not that angle of um, of of like ex that extra underdog where it's like, not only are we humans versus this monster and just trying to survive. Uh, we don't have tanks. We don't have giant transforming robots. We don't have Mecha Godzillas. We don't have friendly monsters like Mothra to come and help us. Mm -hmm. Right. We don't have any of these things. Um, but I, I want to say this is, I think the first movie where not only are the, the main characters civilians, I mean, that's been in a lot of them, but where the civilians are the ones that have to figure out, the solution, right? Like, mm -hmm. again, not to spoil anything for people that haven't seen it, but I mean, th like they're, they're enlisting like private, like balloon companies and, yeah. like, you know, like it's, they, they do not have, you know, uh, oxygen destroyer missiles or, or battle, like uh, fancy yeah. battleships or like submarines that can go to the undersea tunnels and the hollow earth. Like they don't have any of these things. Yeah. They have their, their camaraderie and they have their ingenuity and yeah. they have, um, but Four I, boats. I, yeah, <laughs> a few boats, but also I really love that, um, uh, Lindsay, you pointed out that they make a, a specific point to be like, not, uh, we're not sending people out here to die. Right. Yeah. The point of this mission is not to, to kill people or to sacrifice lives or to, you know, uh, throw as many tanks at Godzilla as we can so we, he can smush him and it can look really exciting or to like fly a bunch of jets at Godzilla uh, so we can smush him. Not that they had the jets at that point, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's truly a matter of we need to figure out a way to survive this disaster. It really makes Godzilla, you know, once again, a, a metaphor for like a, a, a walking natural disaster mm -hmm. where it's not about like killing the bad guy. It's about we need to figure out how to survive this. Yeah. Um, and it, it's really, really powerful. And what, once again, it is somewhat, it's still kind of the United States fault. 
Oh, 100 percent. No, like, I mean, they, they make, you know, because we're that, that was the period in which we were definitely the, we were occupying Japan. We were building the government back up after dismantling the uh, the uh, imperial regime. And yeah. there are a number of points where they bring up like, oh, yeah, America's not going to help us with this. They're too busy with the commons. Like they can't. Yeah. They, can't be yeah. they don't care enough about us to risk their money or their soldiers. So we got to figure this out. Which also feel, feels like a pointed remark, like not to get too far into it, but it's it continues to be very controversial that the United States has military um, bases in yeah. Japan at all, yeah. like in Okinawa and whatnot. Like they don't like us there, guys. Um, and there's been, Kiyomi Miyazaki doesn't like us there either. <laughs> it's like he's actually come out and talked about it too. Um, but yeah, just like another like callback to the original is that Godzilla already exists um, very early in the film. And they kind of frame him like he's just sort of this local giant deity. Just sort a of local thing. kaiju. Yeah. Just a local He comes up every once in a while to eat fish around like this one island. No big deal. Um, and he's much yeah no one's really like people are scared of him but no one's like oh my god monsters are real this completely reframes my understanding of reality it's like no just some islands like monsters. Island just kind of got this, this lizard you know comes out of the deep ocean every once in a while all the locals know about it you know but um what it's still what sets him off is that the united states is continuing to do atomic bomb testing because we yep. did that well past world war ii we just kept blowing things up in yep. uninhabited areas like uh, Bikini Atoll, which they show very briefly in this, and Godzilla don't like that. So, yeah. <laughs> Jackie, you had a couple other points I think you wanted to make. I don't remember what they were. Um, okay. I think, um, yeah, I mean, overall, I just thought it was super fun. I think, oh, what I was going to say was that I felt like the third act dragged a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I think that like when they started going into like the mechanics of how they wanted to bring him up and down and like all this craziness, like I was just kind of like, like just say that you guys have a plan. You know what I mean? Like it just seemed like they were like going like really heavy into that plan. And then like even that whole act like started to drag for me a little bit. I still thought it was like interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was just like, I thought it could have been like condensed a little bit more. Um, I did like when the tugboats came out. I, I liked, I liked the tugboats. Um, my boyfriend thought it was cheesy, but I was Whatever. like, I was like, I looked at him and I was like, um, and I did like <laughs> a Godzilla that. movie without cheese is not a Godzilla movie worth watching. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. Cute. That's my and I think that that one guy, um, the young one who they always called kid, I thought that was yeah. a really nice moment when they were like, he was like so eager to be a part of the fight and they were like, please like don't and like go and live on. Like we want you to have, of course he found a way to get involved. Um, yeah. We knew he would, yeah. but I just thought like, it was like, I kind of like the, I like the four, the little. I, I like the camaraderie between all of yeah, them. They were really that, that part you're talking about specifically, like um, got to my heart where the captain was like, it's an honor not to have ever gone to war. And mm -hmm. I thought that was also like a really strong Again, statement. And for, you know, I mean, for obviously there are, have always been people in Japan that are against war. But when it comes to popular culture that isn't like from Hayao Miyazaki, right? In the mm -hmm. West, I'm sure there are a lot of people that don't see a lot of Japanese movies that don't just tackle the effect of the war and the Japanese government's complicity in that tragedy. But straight up say like, guys, war, like war's not good. Like, yeah. yes, 
you know, in a way it's kind of like a attack on Titan, honestly, where, you know, uh, protecting your friends, that's noble. Yeah. Uh, protecting your home uh, from a threat. Yeah. That's noble. Right. Going out to kill people you don't know for reasons you don't understand uh, and risking your life and your family's future and everything just because someone who you've never met tells you that you have to in order to be considered a good person. There's nothing honorable about that. There's nothing yeah. good about that. Yeah. Um, and I think the movie really, I think it threads that needle in just a subtle enough way where I don't, I mean, I imagine people are still going to find uh, reasons to get mad at it, but it, it doesn't feel preachy. It just feels yeah, I never, yeah, I never really felt that it was, that it was preachy. Okay. No, I thought it was cool. It was yeah. like, they found a way to like, kind of um like i i'm I, I thought that it was like it was definitely a social commentary mm -hmm. but it wasn't like they were yelling at you and like trying to shove something down your throat it was like the overlying theme was like war is awful and it's like it's affected all these people terribly you know what i mean yeah. and you just and like how are they going to like overcome all this and come together yeah um and i do agree with i forgot if james or lindsay said this but there is like definitely some sort of like glorification of war and we see that with that young guy where he's like i want to be like you guys and i want to be a part of this and it's like it is and i think that is you know like i was saying earlier we forget how awful war is and how traumatic it is and everything yeah. you know what i mean and so um just it was just like it brought it really did it effectively conveyed the heaviness that i think many of us forget about you know what i mean because yeah. it is glorified we have games like call of duty and i i like these games like i like yeah. call of duty and i love these like these games where it's all action and violence but like in reality like that it, it's not it's not a game yeah yeah so well and and for anyone listening or watching that's like for some reason maybe on the fence about watching a new godzilla movie although why would you be um i think it really speaks to the quality of the film that uh, for the past what like half hour we've been talking we've barely even talked about godzilla you yeah know? like there's so much and that's not because godzilla in this movie is bad i would argue that it's one of the best depictions of godzilla we've ever seen as far as the the effects the characterization of godzilla the um just the way that he's used in the story but again there's so much to dig into with this movie that isn't even intrinsically related to the monster yeah. and th that's just a really incredible thing i think i really liked the stuff when he's in the water but his mm -hmm. head would be like halfway out and so it's like the water line would be like right here and he just i don't know just something like how they put his face together is like almost a cute dog but terrifying at the same time yeah. so for me it's like kind of want to pet godzilla kind of don't want to get eaten by godzilla it gave me heavy jaws vibes too yeah yeah very jaws and i before we switched to jjk um because we mentioned it at the top of this was the needle drop when they did the theme so oh, yeah. the second time they played it like i heard it and it's such an iconic movie theme the godzilla theme and i like I, I took my 14-year-old son with me to see it, and he he enjoyed it. So also for people who are like, well, can I bring, like, my teenagers? Well, they, I don't know. Mine liked it. Um, uh, that needle drop happened, and I just, like, looked at him to see if – I kept looking at him to see if he was having reactions to certain things. But it, it's a very good needle drop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. one, of the, one of my favorite uses of the Godzilla theme um, that I can think of off the top of my head. It's, yeah. I mean, it's I've been thinking yeah. about it since – we saw the film like every single day i've just thought like oh man when that when the when the uh, ifukube theme hit it's just like oh it's perfect <laughs> yeah absolutely perfect 
Yeah, that um, song is like one of the most iconic, like cinematic songs of all time. I mean, like I said, like it was used in Charlie's Angels. Dustin was the one that actually brought me up. Like it was used in Char Charlie's Angels dance theme, and it like comes up in in like pop culture all the time. Yeah, and, is, and I just think, a, what, like, was it a P Diddy song or what? Who no, did the, the Godzilla the, song with the. It's funny the um artist like I I didn't know the artist off the top of my head. I'm trying to figure out what. Gosh, I don't know. I, this is how, how I found it was I Googled Charlie's Angels dance thing and yeah. then it brought it up and then I brought up Charlie's Angels. This is how invested I was to find this <laughs> song. And then I looked up Charlie Angels like soundtrack and then I found it. But anyway, like I just thought like, again, talking about like how awesome the 1950s movie was, was that it was um, like that the, the soundtrack was amazing and the fact that that can stand the test of time like decades yeah. later like i was like because like i don't know if you ever watch a 90s movie sometimes like the music is like really extra and you're like this is too over the top you know what i mean but the that that music i thought was so good like when i just I love like, the like low trombone in there yeah. it's just like it's really good it's really really good yeah like it it instills fear it's like a horrific sound yeah but then also cool sounding like yes I don't know, it's yeah amazing so yeah um for those who want to know lfr in the chat says it's a uh, pharaoh monk m-o-n-c-h simon yes Stein. that is that is it that's yeah. the charlie's angels song that that's and it goes like da, 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 there was a there was a p diddy song on the godzilla soundtrack oh okay that i must have heard like a thousand times because my yeah. dad was my dad was very much into the the kind of g-funk uh that just that era of rap so yeah that's all right giddy from <laughs> we're, we're gonna switch gears real quick um hate to end on a sour note but we gotta uh, talk about that jjk guys we gotta talk about what they did to our girl nobara so the rest of this guys is gonna have huge spoilers if you have not watched the latest episode of jjk um I hope you enjoyed the Godzilla talk. You should leave and come back later. Like just putting that. Go out. watch Godzilla. Tell everyone, you know, to watch Godzilla. This movie deserves a hundred million dollars. Yes. Um, <laughs> but we're going to be talking about Nobara and her fight against Mahito and her little flashback and her little death. So. Well, okay. Uh, I guess the first thing we should do is put, uh, death i guess in air quotes because i mean yeah parent, the first thing i googled was like is nobara dead i don't <laughs> and, know i i haven't googled it said anything that, it said that it's up in the air so but i uh, like i was like are you fucking kidding me like yeah when this when like i i don't know this episode's so bad guys. it's a bad episode this is not a good episode of jjk that's yeah. my that's my take I, so, wait, so when you say that like do you mean just like because where the narrative has decided to go or did you also feel like the animation production was lackluster or so I, I think if you look at it as just a standalone episode um you th this isn't one that you can really divorce from the writing because no. you know it's it, it's very much like a it's all leading up to the big final moment with nobara mm -hmm. but it's just it's, it's poorly executed uh poorly written i mean in the context of the larger arc it's poorly written but even just as a standalone episode because of i guess the specific chapter or chapters that they're adapting it it, it just sucks to watch on its own because what you get is a, you get a decent fight with nobara and like maki 2 the little clone mahito i might i might even argue that 
I mean, we have uh, seen, like the fights we have seen leading up to this for the well, other characters, right? A, de a decent fight, like not. I didn't say good. I said not. It's not bad. You okay. know, has it a couple decent cuts, but it's like two minutes long. Uh, Navarre doesn't really get any super standout moments when you yeah. compare it to what you know Nanami got, what uh, Yuji's got, and freaking Sukuna and Jogo got. Or even Megumi, um, like, summoning that huge monster yeah. and everything. Like, that was sort of a stand-in fighter yeah. for him, but... So yeah. it's easily on the low end of the fights that we've gotten all season, really. I, yeah. I'd say it's probably, you know, the weakest fight. But it's not awful if you yeah. just look at it standalone. Grasshopper got get... your fight. Honestly, the pacing of this season has been absolutely awful. Like, it's... Yeah. We talked about this yesterday, or not yesterday, last week with Nanami's death. It's just, like... We have like big action scene and then like a huge freaking upset, what should be an upsetting moment, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, doesn't have any weight for some reason. And like, honestly, like when they had Nobra fall to the ground and her, it looked like her like face exploded or whatever. Yeah. Like, I was just like, I was like mad mm -hmm. because they killed her, but also like mad because I was like, this is not like the way Nobara goes out in my yeah. life. Yeah, like this no. is just annoying. It, it, at this it's point. worth pointing out that it, it isn't just that after a lame fight and barely any buildup, Nobara, as far as we know, either dies or is taken out of the action for the foreseeable future. Um, it's also in the dumbest way imaginable. Where, where she knows that Nobara, she knows that Mahito has cloned himself. She's figured that out. Yeah. She knows that there's some weird Mahito stuff going on. She has a general idea of what his powers are. Um, she's not an idiot. Yeah. And yet, for some reason, when she goes down to like meet up with Yuji and she sees that there's two Mahitos, she just freezes. Like, it's nothing particularly scary. You know, yeah. she's not being confronted with some sort of like inner trauma. She just stops. And then my you know, da, da 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 hand on the face, and then, oh, uh-oh, Denzo. Yeah. And then we get this stupid 10-minute-long flashback, and I'm sorry. I know that it's a, a common trope in anime and in Japanese media, and I know it can be done well. And maybe this is me being a little bitter after so many seasons of Demon Slayer, but I hate, hate, hate when um, in lieu of a satisfying buildup or um, a well-paced present day story, uh, a show just drops like a half episode long flashback, right as a character is about to be out of the story for whatever about reason. About characters we've never met before. And and that's supposed to make us go, ah, oh, well, isn't that sad? Like, no, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. Like, I w this would have been great to know a year ago, maybe, but yeah. I don't like, sorry. It seems so forced. <laughs> It yeah. seems so forced. Like, I was like, why are we hearing about these two people? So, like, we know Nobra is leaving people behind, right? Yeah. And then why haven't we been, like, acquainted with these people already, you know? Why haven't, why hasn't she met up with, uh, I think her name was Fumi? Like, why didn't yeah. they, like, meet up and go shopping once in Tokyo together, like, during the first seasons and, like, you know, show what the rapport is or whatever? What, what if, what the what older if girl Fumi was, was one of these characters one? that was in um, Shibuya? And, like, yeah. Nobara runs into her and they like, oh, well, oh my God, one of my best childhood friends is in this horrible situation. Give us a couple episodes of that. And then maybe there's something. Yeah. Well, she gets something to do other than get beaten up by what's his face. 
<laughs> yeah, like the last time we saw Novara, she was beaten up by the guy that Nanami beat the shit out of. So, I mean, we've only really been like, she got a concussion or something in that fight and then was out. For... I still think one of the biggest problems is that they have split everyone up into solo acts. And so nobody's reacting to anything that's happening to anybody else at the same time. And so it's just like that. Oh, but, but Lindsay, Yuji needed to feel really bad because it's not enough that he just did like a, a you know, 10, 9, 11s at once uh, against <laughs> his own will. And it's not enough that he just saw. Um, Nami, uh, yeah. My, my wife's in the other room, so I'm trying to because she's catching up. So I'm, I'm trying to limit. Uh, she saw that he saw certain characters get axed, but yeah. it's also like, oh, now we have to fridge this character because he needs even more Cause, sad. Because Mahito's trying to corrupt his soul. Like, I get that that's sort of the thing, but what that means is that they're taking these other important characters and they're like, yeah, you're just fodder for pushing the main character's story forward and you don't get to have a story in your own right because we need to do this to Yuji. And I like Yuji, but I honestly like Nobara more. Like, I think it's pretty common for people to pick a favorite character when you got a big ensemble cast like this. And it's not always the main character. I don't dislike Yuji by any means. I think he's, he's a pretty fine. good main character. He's fine. He's, he's a good fine. guy. He's, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know, when they had that early episode for when this half started and he was going on about the horror movie and the human centipede, like he's funny. And yeah. I like how he interacts with characters in that context. But as far as like who I like to watch have like a really awesome battle. Like I like Nobara's powers because they're really unique. I've never seen someone fight with hammer and nails before. So like that was cool. Obviously I was just thirsty for Nanami and I mean, I feel like that's legitimate as well. That's justified and correct. And history will judge you as being on the right side of things. Yeah. 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 I'm just like, I'm not like, we said this last week about the Nanami episode too. Like, yeah. I'm I going to stop watching JJK? Obviously not. Mm -hmm. um, though it's funny. I saw Avali tweet. She's like a pretty big person in the esports world. Yeah. And she was like, I don't want to watch JJK anymore because of like what I'm hearing about like the production and like they're killing off all these characters that I like. Like, you know, yeah. I remember she tweeted something like that. And I was like, kind of the same. Like, you know, yeah. like, it's like, this was probably my favorite shonen out yeah. like right now. You know what I mean? Like I like it better than Demon Slayer. Um, it, Attack on Titan's not around anymore, but like I, you know, it was like one of the front runners for me. And now I'm just kind of like the pacing's just so off. And again, this could be production issues too, right? At this yeah. point, but I have no idea. It's just that like it's it's just not doing it for me. It's hasn't pushed me away enough to the point where. James, James, maybe it's you. Maybe it's the ones you review that suddenly go down the shitter. No, I'm kidding. Hey, um, I, I reviewed Chainsaw Man, and I maintain that that is the best. Chainsaw Man was good, yeah. That, that yeah, is the best true. Shonen Jump battle manga going right now, if, if, yeah. if you can even call it that. But. Yeah. I see. I like JJK better than Chainsaw Man, and now I'm kind of like, like, I don't know what's going on. Like, it, yeah. and it could be production issues. It's just, uh, I was like, when Nobara died, like, I legit was just like, dude, like, I wasn't like, you know, I was just like, I'm fucking, I'm done. Like, you know what I mean? I was just like, this is annoying, you know? And when Nanami died, I just was like, did that, did that just happen? Like, I was just shocked. Cause I yeah. was like, really? Like, we're going to have Nanami just go out in one episode like yeah. this? 
And yeah. that's how, with Nobra, I was just like, there's no way they just killed her in one episode from Mojito slapping her in the face. It, it, like, like, it changes the dynamic post when this arc ends forever forward, too. Like, we're not going to get the Megumi, Yuji, Nobara interactions anymore, which was, you know, part of the appeal of the show to me because I mm -hmm. really liked just the comedic interactions that no we got in the spaces in between. I like Megumi, but like, I don't like Megumi out of the trio. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. But yeah, I'm, I mean, like, if we're ranking, so cool. yeah, if we're ranking, like, he's he's kind of the deadpan guy, right? So, I mean, he gets yeah. like a couple funny reaction one liners in the same way as, um, who's the guy with the top knot, like, ponytail in Chainsaw Man, James? Oh, yes, Aki? they're the same character. Yeah, yeah, Megumi and Aki are the are, same character. Yeah, much literally. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I would disagree, but that's okay. Oh my god! Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> they have they have a general sim very similar demeanor, but I do think. Well, okay, so let me let me put it this way: I I think they're very much in the same kind of archetype of like the stoic, mm -hmm. um, kind of self serious, anti-tired shit. Yeah, but I think at this point I can fairly clearly say that Tatsuki Fujimoto is a much better writer oh, than okay. Gege Akutami. Um, yeah. As far as like the way that the characters are being used, yeah, and the way that they're being developed, because, and and I want to make it clear, right? Because I had I've had people yelling at me about this for literally a week, and people are like, oh, you just don't like it when anime uh, kill characters that you like. No, one of my favorite manga and anime of all time is freaking Chainsaw Man, and uh, spoilers. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything in specific, but let's just say a lot of characters die in that story all, yeah. all the time. S some of my favorite characters meet, if not death, then not great fates. And yeah. at no point in Chainsaw Man did I ever feel ripped off or mm -hmm. like I never felt mad. I mean, yeah. I would feel mad. I'm like, oh no, that sucks. But but as you know, looking at it as a story you know, that is being written and planned and, and, and executed and not just at, at the, as the characters in a vacuum, I always went, I get it. I get why this happened. I understand yeah, yeah, yeah. why, you know, Fujimoto chose to have this story go this way or to have this character arc either conclude or at the least hit pause this way, mm -hmm. where um, with, with this, to me, it reminds me of like when uh, one of my favorite shows is Lost. Uh -huh. And that show hit like a really bad bump about midway through season three, where there was a writer strike and the writer's room was a mess. And there were certain characters were like, um, you know, it, it's like, to me, it felt less like a good organic story decision and mm -hmm. more like when an actor um, gets like written out of a show because of drama and they're like, screw it. We, we can't like, you, you know, you're too much to deal with or, you know, uh, you're you're uh, bad for the crew or there's some kind of controversy and you got canceled. Uh, oh, oh, no, your character uh, got blown up in a boat and not nah, too bad. Like, that's what it felt like. Yeah, that's what a lot of these deaths have felt like where it's like, oh, well, I guess we, um, you know, Poochie flew off to his home planet and never got seen again. Uh, and that's where we're just going to have to uh, just keep going. Don't worry about it. Is Pitchy a just, lost character? No, that's a Simpsons reference. Sorry. Okay, I'm trying to follow. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what? But it, it, <laughs> no, but it's just, in Lost, there were several times where, like, actors either got pissed off for understandable reasons or, um, you know, there's one actress whose name I'm forgetting. She's in uh, Michelle Rodriguez. She uh -huh. got, like, a DUI, and so she got, like, let go from the show. And, like, they're, like characters would just be like, oh, and then they got shot. 
and they died and it's sad. Never mind. Forget they ever existed. And it's yeah. like, well, what was the point? You know? And at least yeah. in that instance, like you're working with real physical human people. So yeah, if they can't do the show anymore or they get sick or, you know, God forbid, like they die. Yeah. You have to write out their characters. You have to figure something out, but in a manga, you don't have to do that. So wh why are you going to waste these awesome characters for the sake of shock value? Like, yeah. What, like why? I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about Chainsaw Man, the girl with the eye patch, I can't remember her name, but mm -hmm. like, Himiko. Himeno. 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 Sorry. Himiko's. He uh, around yeah. like maybe three episodes and definitely didn't get a ton of screen time, right? Her death was. Legendary? Yeah. Yes. Way more impactful than Nanami and Nobra's put together. Because we had a really good understanding of her, even in that limited amount of time, about like who she was inwardly as a person and mostly through her interactions with Aki and some of her interactions with Denji, but you really kind of got a sense of like what her weaknesses were. Uh, I think we found out that she was earning money to like support her family too, mm -hmm. who lived sending it home to like her dad and stuff. Yeah, yeah. she was sending money home to her dad and you know, that she was trying really hard to kind of bond with, with Aki too, by getting him to smoke. Like there was just like, there was a lot of, there was a lot of like, it was my, minute 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 minutia minutia about her um that I, i've I literally this, tried to say that word time. i've had the same exact i've gone minute minute minutia i've i'm sorry i'm just laughing because i've literally said that those in that freaking order <laughs> But um talk to people. That's often yeah. my problem. No, what you gotta do is you just have to put on a slight but indistinguishable accent so uh -huh. no one can like try to pin what language you're trying to, to cop from. Yeah. Uh, the and it's like oh, I'm not oh. gonna tell you that's wrong. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Why is it even sha? There's no S in there. It's uh T I T I A E. I thought it was T A E. I those two for sure. And then I've gone minutia. And so I was just laughing. But literally, what you said is like the vulnerability, right? And we talked about this in Godzilla minus one, too. It's like we saw so much vulnerability with that character in such a short time. And like with Nanami, and no, and we love Nanami because of the vulnerability of him being like, I hate work. Right, yeah, like that yeah. whole like work thing. Yeah, and um, and he, and he like, felt bad about uh, his, that one, the kid that died. Yeah, yes, yeah. the brown-haired kid. Yes, yeah. and so, but it was just like her send-off and chainsaw man. Like that was a that was like a crazy battle, and she died pretty quickly. But yeah. it was just like for some reason, like the pacing was better. Like it was just like you just were like. I don't know. It just, I, I'm not, I can't really put my finger on it. It just felt like Nobara Anonymous death seems so inconsequential. And I don't know why it's just like, I definitely well, think there was a lack of vulnerability with, with, and they tried to do that. James, like you were saying with that little backstory getting dropped, like they're like, Oh, let's give Nobara vulnerability vulnerability and just drop it here in the middle of her dying, you know? Yeah. And it was like, that ain't going to play right now, you know? Yeah. Um, well, in, in the chat, Nick makes a really good point, and I I agree completely. Where you know you can't make a story into math, you can't just say, "Oh, well, if X character had been around for Y more chapters, it would have been better." It doesn't work that way. But what a good writer does is 
a good writer peels back kind of the layers of the process just enough so that as a reader or a viewer or whoever, you you trust them when they make a, a storytelling decision like this and you can see enough of the big picture to go, I can understand why this happened, right? Mm -hmm. I can understand the purpose that this serves thematically, emotionally, narratively. And when you have a character literally like almost looking to the camera to be like, I'm gonna kill this character in order to uh, uh, torture this character. It's like, you obviously don't trust what, what's happening to like just let it happen organically you're you're you know you're you're calling your shot and if you know if we like with himeno right i think the reason that death works so well is because you understand as a character the purpose that her death serves in the story what it does for denji what it does for aki what it does to the group dynamic and just the understanding of you know the true amount of danger that we're in but we're, we're, we're well past that in this arc. We've seen I mean, so many corpses at this point. We just it's watched like a whole city block get chopped in half. Like we get it, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so for this, it's like, what did this particular death serve that literally any other character wouldn't have done other than, oh, you didn't think that we, uh, that this character wasn't safe. And it's like the, the Walking Dead tried that for like 11 seasons. <laughs> You reach a point of diminishing returns where it's like, okay, no one's safe. So should I get invested in anyone? Yeah. Should I, should I care about anyone's story if, if mm -hmm. they're just going to potentially blow up randomly in the middle of a fight? Like, wh why should I care? Yeah. I just feel like with a lot of the GJK characters, like in the first season, we were getting to know them. And so it was okay that we didn't know them on a much deeper level. Sure, and then yeah. there was a lot of comedy. So it was like, you know, you were having a lot of comedy. Like, I don't think I know Lloyd Forger or your Forger that well. Yeah. But it's of a comedic show. So you don't really need to get to know them that well. But like, if we're going to incorporate, which, which, which Spy Family is working for it, is that they get a lot of screen time. And so you do become attached to them because they get a lot of screen time, right? Yeah. Um, but it's like, when you have JJK, or Demon Slayer, you have all these characters who have like a lot of, like there's just a lot of characters. Like you have to make sure when they're on camera that you're really making it count. And Yawn actually did a really good job of summarizing. He's like, Hamono, Hamino was introduced in a crazy mission, had the drinking party, spent the night with Denji, then fought to the death, right? Like, but like you have to have like those beats. And I feel like there was a lot of promise with Nobara and Nanami, but did we really know them that like, did we really have enough beats with them? And I think yeah. that that was kind of why when Nanami died, I was like, oh, damn. Like, I liked him. And I was really getting to know him. And, like, he's gone. Like, it, but it was, like, not enough beats. And I yeah. think it was the same with Nobra. And I also think they also, in my opinion, they just had these unceremonious deaths. Like, it was just kind of like... I know Yuji's around for Nobras, but, like, did anybody watch Nanami die? I guess, oh, yes, Yuji, 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 he did yeah. say, like... Which, like, I don't know, I just, I know it sounds cheesy, but, like, I wanted some holding in the arms, crying, like, some, like, so, Nanami giving him a final word, being like, hey, like, take care. I don't know. I, I'm like, I, I don't yeah. really know yeah. what I wanted. Well, but we did we did get that, but I think it speaks to the, the show that, you know, even though there's that whole moment where he's like, all right, it's like, all right, you just leave the future to you. Now. It's yeah. like, what does that even mean? You yeah, guys like, have been here for three hours. Like, what, what future? Yeah, <laughs> this is like yeah. the apocalypse. Like, what? <laughs> I also think 
one of the, <laughs> this might have to be like our closing, but um, I also think at this point, I'm just like bored by Mahito too. Like I get it. He's a little shit gremlin and he does shitty stuff all the time, but it just seems like he, he, the way they've designed his powers and everything are too, it's like too OP essentially. Like, it just feels like with how many confrontations there have been with him and how many times we've seen him get the shit beat out of him, including with Mechamaru, like, earlier. Like, I thought Mechamaru should have killed him just based on, like, how that battle played out much earlier. But you can't because he's the big villain of the arc or, or whatever. And it just... And you don't want to kill him until the end of the arc because the main boss is always at the end. But is the main boss him or is it Ghetto 2 with the brain? Like... I don't even know, but I'm just tired of it. Or is it? I'm is it tired of his antics? You know? Like I, I, I'm over it. Yeah, he's just like I think like I'm just starting to realize in season two that like I'm not I'm not as attached to these characters as I like. I think about Megumi and Yuji, and I'm kind of like I don't even really know them that well. And it's like it's like we don't. They're not like I don't know how to describe it. It's like with Attack on Titan, we we saw Reiner put a gun in his. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like with Attack on Titan, we saw like Aaron look at Mikasa and be like, you don't mean anything to me. Like, go die, go get out of my face. Like, you, like even saying that, like, I'm like, yeah. it's just like JJK had a lot of great characters and a lot of great promise, but it's like, I just don't know if I'm, and, and maybe that'll change. That's why I'm like, I'm holding on to hope here. And also like Mahito is, is OP. Like it's like, yeah. show us some vulnerability with this dude. Like what made him like this? What's the, what's the backstory that made him like, Where's like his Achilles heel? Like I get like, it's supposed to yeah. like, it's all. And that's because his weakness is tied into the mumbo jumbo that goes along with a lot of the series, which is like, Oh, he can manipulate the form of his soul and you have to destroy Mahito's soul in order to kill him. But he can like, regenerate it or move it around his body or you know it's just kind of like wackadoodle stuff and i'm gonna just cut his head off like what's happening here yeah yeah right? and, and i think the the last point i'll make kind of building off of the you know the the lack of stakes for the villain the lack of or not stakes but the lack of i guess context or clarity mm -hmm. um I, i've seen some people say like oh well the, you know uh jjk is not trying to be like uh attack on titan or um uh naruto or whatever like it's not about like you know the super long lengthy character arts you know it's about like these sudden uh dramatic deaths or whatever which fine sure but then why give us the 10 minute long flashback yeah like why like either either commit to treating your characters like um like a roster in a fighting game where they exist to do cool stuff and then maybe you know die or not die or whatever and that's fine. And we can just treat it like a like a balls to the wall action movie and just let that be what it is. Sure. But then don't like don't try to half ass this. Oh, but what, isn't it tragic? Isn't you know, uh, isn't this so like emotionally affecting? Like, no, it's not like it's not. Yeah. You you know, the fact that I'm, I'm sitting here after ostensibly, you know, um, several of my favorite characters in the entire show are, uh, as far as we know, gone forever. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you know. I don't know if this if this universe can pull like a, a Goku and, and revive people or not. But but as far as we know, right? The show is presenting this as if these are permanent, you know, retired from the story, and I I don't care. Yeah. Other than I'm just kind of mad because I feel like my time was wasted. Yeah. Dang That's guys. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But Godzilla's good though, right? Godzilla's really good. Godzilla. Yeah. Godzilla. yeah. It's a Kirby. And Kirby's also very good. Jackie's Kirby. Yeah. Imagine if Godzilla was cute. There were times where I was like, <laughs> Did you want to move his nose? Yeah, it was his nose or something. Yeah. Like, I was That's like, his yeah. secret, guys. Godzilla is both the most terrifying, oppressive, destructive monster imaginable, and you also want to give him a big hug. That's why he's lasted for 70 years. <laughs> His little arms were like a little. I was like, oh, I did notice arm. those. I was like, this is gonna be a T Rex situation because he's like swinging his tail. He's not doing anything yeah, with those arms. And he's blowing, you know, atomic breath everywhere, but his arms are like firmly just perched. Truly, right what would chest. he do with those arms? He can't even pick food out of his teeth with them. Like, I'm just like, I was People like, people say the same thing about the T Rex. They're like, what were those for? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, who knows? That was funny because the evolutionary yeah. thing before they became wings, and then Godzilla one of the big died. controversies right now is the um, uh, MonsterVerse Godzilla. In the new trailer, um, he he he's had kind of a a Super Saiyan glow up. Not only is he pink, but he actually has like long arms now. Oh, so he can, that's like, weird. No, don't no. give Godzilla long arms. I, <laughs> I like it, but it's definitely proven. What is this? Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. He was pink. Or Godzilla, sorry, Godzilla X Kong, the new one, the one that's coming he out was next year. Pink? I watched He's that. Gonna be pink. He is. He is hot pink. Yeah. Godzilla. No, I saw them running side by side, and he wasn't. Oh, he he's got pink. a pink glow. Wait, are you sure? Not? Yeah, oh, Godzilla X Kong glow. Okay, you're right. I'm sorry. I think you meant like his his scales were pink. Now I was like, he wasn't. No, pink. just his like his yeah dorsal spine fin things. Yeah. His one thing about Godzilla that is frightening, like his face is cute. His back and those yeah. those mm -hmm. like I don't even know what you call like when it. he's in the water and they're like sticking out, kind of like yeah. Those look like I don't know what it is. I it's thought they like, looked like a type of like anti missile, not missile, but they're. 100%. Yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. like a military thing. Definitely. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you guys, you know, you notice how when he does his his heat ray, um, yeah. his they spines pop. pop out like that was uh, cool. Like I love rods that. in like a nuclear reactor. Oh, is that what that's supposed oh! to be? That's clever. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I've now skipped through the, the trailer to get to where... Uh, Godzilla's glowing pink and Godzilla. breaking out of Antarctica or something. What a side yeah. note. What were our thoughts about that trailer? Uh, the Godzilla X Kong trailer? Yeah. This is the first time I've watched it. Looks, uh, it looks stupid as hell, and I'm going to be there day one, and I'm going to yeah. see it three times in theater. I actually Oh, go ahead. I muted myself. Sorry. I actually thought that it looked... Um, it looked fun. And I thought the CG didn't look that bad. I don't oh, think yeah. it's I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Wait, be wait, 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 you guys, you guys, does Kong have like, uh, like, like a gauntlet yeah. in this movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was a, a little, lot. And a little on. baby Kong. He's got a little baby Kong. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a lot going on. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, is this like, is this a Kong movie or Planet of the Apes movie or both? By the way, I didn't know there was like an evil orangutan. So that came up and everybody was like, that's evil. I forgot the, the name of the character. But Scar I King. Like, there we go. Thank you. He's, a, he's original to this movie. We can't get me on a MonsterVerse tangent because this episode will be another hour long and we have <laughs> okay. to go to bed. But yes, we do. We do. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for a special kaiju sized episode of the podcast. Um, 
We will be here again Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern to continue talking about JJK. And may, I think we'll talk about Freren too next week. So okay. Oh, yeah. yeah there's Freren. a lot to catch up on for Yeah, Freren. a lot to catch up on for Freren. So those are our, our, our two things. And, of course, any anime news that we want to go over. So uh, see you guys next week. Hope you have a good December. And I don't know. I have long a, live I, the king of the monsters. Long live the king of the monsters. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.